So, hi, Kevin. Um, are you still involved with Jakarta and MicroProfile? I am. I'm probably a little more involved with the Jakarta EE side, but I'm still involved with both projects. But um, are you completely involved with Jakarta and MicroProfile, or do you have other responsibilities as well? Uh, you know, there's a few other little minor things around IBM, but, you know, from an open source perspective, yes, it's those two projects. Okay. And uh, you are now more involved with Jakarta. It was always the case or just now? Well, no. Um, since Jakarta EE kicked off, mm -hmm. then I, I have been, you know, quite a bit involved with that. With uh, I'm a member of the Platform Project, mm -hmm. um, the PMC, um, the steering committee I participate on, and the spec committee I participate on. So it's just that, you know, when we first started off, um, you know, there's a lot of startup activities that have to happen, and it's not taking up as much of your time. Well, now, you know, we did Jakarta E8, and now we're trying to get Jakarta E9 out, and I'm also, you know, the co-release lead for Jakarta E9. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then that activity, it's take up more and more of my time. And then I've had to kind of pass off some of the work activities to John Klingon, with the microprofile stuff. Um, we're both the co-leads on microprofile, but uh, he's been kind of picking up the slack a little bit. So okay, it works out well. And is it your choice to work on Jakarta E or you got an assignment from IBM? So how it works exactly? So uh... Oh, it, it's both. Okay. I mean, I, you know, because I do have an interest in Jakarta EE and because IBM needs some representation on Jakarta EE, then, you know, it's kind of a natural fit. Mm -hmm. And oh, uh, IBM yep. needs representation because of Open Liberty and Webster Liberty. So this is the primary reason or? Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've been involved with uh, Java EE since yeah. day one. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've, um, our application servers, you know, whether you're talking traditional WebSphere, WebSphere Liberty, Open Liberty, I mean, the support of that Java EE, Jakarta EE programming model, that's very important to our customers and, you know, to the WebSphere business. Yeah. So yes, it, it's uh, it's in our best interest to continue to participate in that project. Yeah. Yeah, but well, Oracle was also, you know, a Java E shop, and in one point of time, oh, seems to me like all developers were on vacations for two years or something like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, um, but they are, you know, just I, you know, in a way, I would kind of agree with that because the, the whole Java EE kind of went on vacation for a while. Yeah. Um. But from a Jakarta EE perspective, they have been very much involved. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no kidding. They are definitely, yeah. They're definitely not trying to lead it, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's good. But they are still very much involved, um, you know, with individual components and the um, TCK project and, you know, helping us out with knowing, you know, they ran Java EE for many, many, many years. And so getting that, education and that background to help us with Jakarta EE has been very beneficial. Yeah, no kidding. In the mailing list, we see you know, uh, lots of contribution from, from Oracle. Um, not to forget, there are prior no sun, sun guys usually, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so there's still, you know, uh, the uh, the old sun J2E love, I would say. Um, yep. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, um, but and, and what I really like is that the Oracle contribution, what at least what I see on the mailing list was always productive. Yeah, very productive, and and you know, and, and very precise. This is my what what I saw. You know, this is like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> productive. Yep. Yeah. Um. So um. What's your opinion on uh, micro profile and Jakarta e separation? So uh, the the question is whether you can have an opinion. But I mean, let's probably you know. So uh. This is just a private talk, so um, if yeah, you could do, <laughs> real private. Yeah, yeah, you could do whatever you like. Uh, what you would do? Let's forget, you know, Jakarta in MicroProfile. Just uh, brainstorming because uh, I have what what's what's interesting is what I really understood right now. I have complete different perspective from from most of the people on the mailing list because if you are building a server. Um, you have complete different uh, concerns and even interests than someone who is using the server and um, um i had a chat with um not at ibm i forgot his name you know naughty 
No, uh, yeah, um, Alistair. Yeah, Alistair, exactly. And he, uh, we had already a heating conversation on the mailing list uh, about um, modules and uh, and Maven and how it should work. And I said after conversation with me, he changed some things because he understood that the project view is a little bit different, you know. And um, yep. so this is why I'm interested in, on on your thoughts. And uh, so, what's your opinion on, on the whole Jakarta and micro profile? So then you can get my opinion, but I'm interested to know about yours. Okay. So, um, my my take is that for now, I think they still need to be separate efforts, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because Jakarta EE is still relatively new. Okay. Um, we did do Jakarta EE eight last fall. Mm -hmm. We are trying to get Jakarta EE nine ready for this fall. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's about a year's time frame to do another release when in actuality we aren't changing much at all. It's just a change to the new namespace, mm -hmm. but feature-wise it's it's nothing new. Mm -hmm. So we really haven't proven any type of a um a quicker life cycle mm -hmm. for Jakarta E. We haven't been able to get, you know, specs out any quicker yet or or any new implementations any or any new releases um, any quicker. So if you want to innovate in this space, right now we have MicroProfile that would mm -hmm. allow you to innovate at a faster pace. Mm -hmm. And so for now, I still see that both efforts are required. Mm -hmm. um, now, maybe down the road, if we can get Jakarta EE at a faster clip and whether, you know, it doesn't even have to be the platform. But after we get Jakarta namespace in place and we can start to show that we can do individual specs at a faster pace, well, then maybe that would show that, okay, this environment does work for an innovative um, uh, area for the programming model. And so then maybe MicroProfile, either parts of it or all of it, maybe it could move over to mm -hmm. Jakarta EE. But right now I still see that the two of them are required. So that's my viewpoint. Yeah. What about yours? Um, before before you you, you get mine, um, <laughs> you mentioned several times about uh, we trying to release Jakarta. E. What what's the problem or or what's the challenges? Because it seems to me uh, well, my, like uh, you intended to have faster releases and somehow they are still too slow for your for your expectations. So uh, what's the well, problem? We, well, no, we just haven't been able to um, prove anything with a faster life cycle okay. yet, or, or a faster release cycle. So, I mean, okay, one thing, if we get Jakarta E9 out in the fall, mm -hmm. so far it's looking okay, you know, okay. so if we get it out in the fall, we're looking at a major Jakarta release in one year. Mm -hmm. That's already so much better than Java E. Yeah. Because Java E would take three, four years yeah. between each of the major releases. Mm -hmm. So that's already showing a lot of progress. now. After we do Jakarta E9, we have to decide, okay, are we going to do Jakarta E10? And what's the, the direction for that? And mm -hmm. what type of changes are going to be coming? We've already got a couple um, of new spec projects. Uh, one of them is uh, MVC. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's one that Ivar had um, started with the JCP and now has moved over to Jakarta EE. Mm -hmm. And the other one is NoSQL. Mm -hmm. you know, so if we can start to get those you know, getting more solid and maybe building in or integrating with the platform, then that's showing some of that innovation. Mm -hmm. And so then maybe we can have, uh, you know, more innovative, uh, quicker uh, release cycles and on a regular basis. But so I think this would what, work. You know, we, we just don't have any proof yet. But this would work because uh, MVC, it is already, it was several years ago in good shape. As I remember, I, uh, there was still... A how was the name of the guy? It was Ivar and the other guy, uh, you know, from Oracle? Yeah, and I don't know. Um, I know it's Ivar, and I don't remember the, the other, other guy. He was name. very active in uh, in the community with uh, Web, and he was also uh, one of the contributors at Oracle time or even Sun time uh, at the MVC project. So uh, it was in good shape. And for me, it is like no no magic. It should actually work. It's like, and, and the same is true for NoSQL. It's a different story. It's like young project... Uh, 
from Brazil, I think, right? The, the leads uh, are yes. from Brazil and they are really nice and, and, and this would just work. Why, why it shouldn't? I mean, but um, I think, okay, this MVC is a little bit boring because old and NoSQL is actually also very, very old API. I remember this was an um, Oracle Java one five years ago. It was uh, uh, it was uh, proposed at the Java one in in Moscone or even on or even late, uh, earlier. So what um, what do you see other specs around? Do you can imagine something which could enrich Jakarta E? Um... Any ideas? Because uh, my problem with Jakarta E is very Jakarta is very good. It's it's more like iPhone, you know. What do you expect of the next iPhone? So you know whether I have four cameras or seven. I, I mean, in one point of time with 20 cameras, it doesn't get any better. I mean, for me, it's this Jakarta yeah. E. And <laughs> yep. it happened in, at the Jakarta E6 time frame already. So therefore, I was never that excited about 7 and 8. It was a small improvements for me projects, but not, la not like, you know, I could tell my client, come, we migrate to Jakarta E and, and you will save, you know, I don't know what. It was just uh, small iterative improvements. So my point is, um, it is pretty complete in the faster cycles could be interesting but it's really what we can do right fibers could change something probably you know the innovation could come from jdk so we could get for instance gpu integration or something like this but from the enterprise perspective i would say we are pretty complete right um but this is the interesting thing you know probably you have the I, apple problem <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, I I don't know. I guess I um there there's some well the the term is nose cone polishing. You know, there there's some items there related to, you know, just polishing the the, yeah. the cone of some of the specs. Um this may not be consistent with all the people at Microprofile, but one of the items is config. And you know, yeah. the Microprofile config, mm -hmm. it was proposed to the JCP Many or many couple years ago. I mean, we aren't that old with microprofile, so a couple years ago. But then this whole thing happened with Jakarta EE, so it was kind of pulled off that back burner. Well, NoSQL is one of the areas that really wants to take advantage of microprofile config. Mm -hmm. So, would it make sense for for microprofile config to move over to Jakarta EE, or should it just continue to evolve with microprofile and allow the usage between the two or NoSQL could so, be a part of microprofile for pragmatic reasons in one it it could but they've already kind of you know went the jacardi ee path i i know we talked with him you know um roberto i think right mm -hmm. um and so we kind of explained the advantages of both environments and he decided to go with jacardi ee yes but we are in agile environment you know you say, okay, we yeah. decided Jakarta E, now he can... <laughs> no, I mean, no kidding. I would see this not as stringent. It should be more fun. Yeah. yeah you know, um, uh, he decided for Jakarta you know, part... E and now microprofile config is somewhere else. You say, okay, then sorry, I go to microprofile for now and then we switch back and discussion is over. You know, we, we are not like in, you know, some committee in, 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 a, well, in an ivory tower, you know. Uh, it should be more agile a bit. It, it should be. The... Yes. The problem that we have right now is these the specifications and the process that we have defined at, at the Eclipse Foundation. Right now, only Jakarta EE has a working group that is following that specification process. Yeah. Microprofile isn't there yet. That's one of the work items that we're doing. We're trying to figure out how do we either create a, you know, like a separate working group mm -hmm. for microprofile mm -hmm. so that then we can take advantage of the specification process. And then once we start creating specifications there, mm -hmm. then we get to your idea that's like, well, then who cares where, where it lives? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, you, you can use it, you know, you could develop it over here in microprofile, Jakarta E could use it or vice versa. Yeah. So I had yeah. already a conversation with uh, John Klingen about that. And uh, my observation was just that the, Microprofile innovation doesn't come from Java; it comes from somewhere else, usually from clouds. If you observe, most of the APIs from Microprofile are not like uh, op optimized or improved Jakarta E APIs. It's something completely new, mostly driven, you know, by uh, outside forces, external forces like uh, 
Prometheus, Matrix, Open Telemetry is the, the most problematic one, probably. And even the microprofile config was uh, dictated uh, a little bit, you know, by Docker environment entries in Kubernetes. So how 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 it works yep. out of the box. And uh, yep. I think uh, so. Um, we we will get more and more APIs in microprofile because we get more and more stuff from Kubernetes. We could got even know something if uh, this this uh, for instance this vault takes off HashiCorp, you know, something like this. This could be a spec. GraphQL is the next one. We have, you know, Kafka, yep. uh, driven by Kafka. And, and this is like, comes from outside, not necessarily. So f- my impression was Jakarta e was, uh, came from the Java ecosystem. So several ven- Java vendors had their um, products, and this was abstracted to Jakarta e. And Microprova is more like, you know, CNCF and other non-Java uh, community. They have some implementations, and we we get a Java implementation and the yeah, release cycles yeah. are completely different because, you know, if yeah. uh, open telemetry changes, we cannot say we release next year, this change right now. So they have to re- to, to react faster. This is why I ask, you know, what's what's the innovation on Jakarta e-side? And in Java, Java, Java world, you can, you know, talk with the WebLogic guys, say, look, <laughs> what's happening as Tommy, there is already established communities. So you can actually think, when to release, you know, you have some influence where, where the new features are going to be released. This is my observation, actually. So okay. I, I, it, I, that's a fair observation. And I, therefore, I don't, don't, don't get, you know, how, how this will be ever possible that the MicroProfile and Jakarta E could be merged together, except there will be lots of profiles, not MicroProfile, right? You know, Jakarta E with a cloud profile or something like this. And this is not a very good idea from my perspective because it uh, it is how to call it fragmentation. You know, fragmentation can happen then. Well, yeah, it could. I mean, we're also getting feedback that even the current separation is fragmenting the the community as well. Mm-hmm. So it kind of you know it really depends. We get input from a lot of different people, a lot of different viewpoints. And as far as, you know, what is it better to keep separate or is it better to merge them together? Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost like, you know, talking about religion. So it's it gets kind of tough. Yeah, but from the, uh, what I can uh, tell you from uh, from my perspective, my perspective, sometimes I do workshops and sometimes from projects. Um, if I explain them, you know, look, we, we take something like Open Liberty, for instance, right? So you, there, my, Open Liberty has a dedicated MicroProfile 3 download which is uh, available right now, but I don't think it was available back then. So I, I, what I remember is I had to know to compose my own feature set, which was crazy. But right now oh, I have one okay. download. It comes with server XML, and this is one feature called MicroProfile 3.3, and I'm set. So yep. they can start with that, and if this is not enough, they can say, okay, we add the Java 8 on top of that. So you get two features in, in, in Open Liberty, and this was, every said yes, okay, we get it. And I say, and if, and if you know the the cloud stuff evolves, then three months later they will upgrade just the microprofile feature to three four. And this is, from my perspective, is perfect. You know, this is like uh, you have like operating system and Docker, two components, but base components. And on Docker, you run your system. You can upgrade your operating system. You're updating Docker, and you have both. So, and um, the other application servers like Payara don't have the problem at all. Because everything is included, so you get they get all the feature Whitefly, for instance, the same, right? So you get everything yeah. at once because they don't even attempt to have you know modules, which is from my perspective better experience from user experience because you download one thing which is small, you run it and 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 and, and here you have it. Quarkus a little bit different, but the benefit is higher because with the, you know with the native compilation, you save a lot of memory, but uh, they are also very pragmatic. What I saw. So you can yes. have, yeah, this is what I like, a Quarkus. So they don't care, actually. This would be my, my opinion, whether it comes from MicroProfile. Uh, I think what they do, I have to ask uh, again the, the people at Quarkus, uh, they just think, is it useful? And they will do it. For instance, uh, if you if you download um, the um, Hibernate validator from Quarkus, you get a bin validation, but they don't even mention bin validation. The, the, the feature is named, you know, Hibernate validator. I was just curious. I downloaded Hibernate validator, and actually, I saw bin validation was completely hidden. And you can mix and match Jakarta E and MicroProfile, and no one cares. 
and they are hugely successful. So, I mean, everyone knows in Germany and Europe, Quarkus. And if I mention Quarkus, we're already evaluating. This is this is like uh, what I can give you the feedback. And uh, so, so it means, um, so what's actually is a good idea to think about the user and say, you know, however we name it, if microprofile micro config or, or the config from microprofile is useful, whether it is in Jakarta E or microprofile, I don't think that the end user will care. Right. This is yep. this is just your political internal stuff, you know, how to where it is. And I think, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. And just to be clear, though, it's not just political because it's legal stuff related to the specifications but as well. For me, political is almost legal, right? Legal and politics. Is, okay. Uh, they are. <laughs> that, that's fair enough. For, for me, developer is yep. almost no no difference. Uh, uh, I'm all, very afraid of legal. So if I hear legal, it's okay. I have no idea what licensing legal is a very, very uh, dangerous, dangerous stuff, right? Um, what's interesting, interesting discussion here. So what seems to me, Jakarta is a big open source project, right? Yes. We have, if you compare Jakarta E to a large company, uh, you have the same problem, like, you know, huge companies have, innovation is hard. This is why huge companies, you know, buy smaller companies to innovate because internal innovation is hard. And this is the same story in you. If you would start, you know, a small open source project, it will always outpace Jakarta E because they don't have to care about legal politics. They are fresh. They can do whatever they, they, they like. If they become successful, then where problem starts, right? Yeah. I mean, Just, even, yeah, this is like. Even, even look at MicroProfile. Yeah. I mean, when when we became successful, that's when some of the issues started mm -hmm. because we're kind of, you know, we, we've got the growth, we've got multiple people, and then the issue came up, okay, now what about the IP flow mm -hmm. through our specifications? Do we have that covered from a legal perspective? Mm -hmm. And that's where the Eclipse Foundation, the specification process, and the working group, that it kind of comes into play. Okay. So, yeah. As soon as he gets successful, then, yeah, other questions arise. Why the Jakarta E people would like to have microprofile? So what I, uh, what I read from the mailing list, what is the motivation? Just because of NoSQL or just because it started in Jakarta E? Is it like a principle or why? Because for me, it is almost, this is like microprofile and Jakarta E for me is almost one community. This is mostly the same developers oh, from, from the same companies this is like you know two namespaces or, or or two copies to the same to the same object two references to the yep. same object so uh, yep. should, why did they are so passionate about that i don't know you will have to ask them yeah but <laughs> via email I'd... mission impossible so i can invite him to podcast talk about that uh because via email you cannot have such discussions via email because uh, uh it's, it's almost impossible you know there's too too much yeah too much passion and and yeah, and I really, I, I don't, I don't understand that, that passion of combining them. I, I, and like you said, a lot of the same, well, I, okay. So the way I started off is I'm very active with Jakarta EE and MicroProfile. Yeah. It's the same people that are working both projects. Yeah. You know, so what, what difference does it make if they're in multiple projects? I don't know. What I can imagine is that the microprofile people were free and uh, they innovated fast and a little bit afraid that, you know, the whole specification will slow them down. This this could be what I could imagine if I were, you know, an, an, an passionate microprofile contributor and you will came to me and say, look, we have to have some IP flows or legal stuff, legal stuff. So, okay, this is, oh. this, this could happen, yeah. you know, that they are then a little and bit afraid of the whole mechanism. Either community? There was some pushback okay. uh, related to that. But um, after we continued to walk through that and explain what would be the real impact to our day-to-day -day operation, mm -hmm. it, it got more and more acceptable. So, okay. um, and as a matter of fact, when we first started to look at this for MicroProfile in the working group, we thought that we would have to define a derivative of the Eclipse Foundation specification process mm -hmm. because we thought, oh, this is too too restrictive, too much work. We're going to have to provide a derivative, you know, and mm -hmm. cut some of the stuff out. As we kept going through it, we cut it back, cut it back, cut it back, cut it back, and now it's like, oh, nope, the standard Eclipse Foundation specification process will work just fine for MicroProfile. Mm -hmm. 
so that that's where we're at so it some of it is just yeah they're they're afraid of the unknown and as we continue to walk through it and work through it then you know it gets a little clearer mm -hmm. is it planned to have something like you know the micro profile api because right now this is just a bomb i think that you have you just you know a just set of interfaces like we had in jakarta e um right and you mean to define something at the platform level yes um, right now no why um, not we, we don't have any definition for that why not for no plans because right now you know you get uh, you have the bomb and all the uh, apis are pulled at the bomb level which uh if you build this you this is a significant amount of overhead this is why i'm asking this is not like it because there are lots of small classes which have to be downloaded maven over and over again if you're building on kubernetes oh, for instance but you can i mean if you just specify you know if you're only interested in config that would be the only api yeah. that is actually brought in yeah but i'm interested in everything as usual no <laughs> because okay. what, what yeah if if you think about a project usually what you would be interested in is a typical cdi jaxrs uh metrics um, mp uh config and uh, json web tokens open api is almost everything so sometimes you don't have Jaeger, so you can uh, left you know leave uh, open yep. tracing. But you know, just this is the same story like my uh, profiles in Jakarta. E, we always take took everything because uh, it. I mean, if you would just leave off, you no, know, some small spec, it didn't matter. So at uh, at the end, so the the whole idea that one application could just you know comprise a servlet and nothing else, and never uh, never saw some such a thing. I don't. I don't know. I I do know because I've worked with you for a long time and with your presentations, I know that that's what you yeah. um, advocate and you mm -hmm. present. Um, but then, you know, I know even from an open Liberty perspective, we have customers that are saying, no, I only want to bring in the pieces that I, you know, that my application is going to be using. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to bring in all of Jakarta EE8. Yeah. I just want to bring in serverless JSP and JPA. For and um, so I did. I think it varies code reviews in such projects usually and i always ask them why and they say okay we will we would like to have you know small footprint or whatever it's like have you ever measured you know the difference and whatever and after discussion of two days it always dies as at the end i think you know the overhead of running your own unique snowflake and just using stock server with all the dependencies i, I mean there there are no arguments for it so this is what uh, what I was curious, and uh, if you were Netflix or something like this, it's a completely different story. Or you know, if you uh, there was oh yeah the discussion with um, John Klingen about the Vodafone case where they had to save you know the memory and they run in native mode. So this is uh, not all my clients are like that. So uh, I yep. I doing some code review right now for a larger installation Jakarta e, uh, Java e installation. And they have uh, it's a huge project, but uh, they don't care whether you know you will have two modules or fifty. It has to be simple, usable, and maintainable. Yep. This is so. Um. So my take is because I don't see the benefits. You know. So if you know my presentation, not just it's not like they have nothing to sell. It's just uh, it works, and I. And the opposite, yep. I don't see, you know, the benefit. And I just I try, you know, to challenge also the 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 audience. And I never heard, you know, any anything which could be measured as a, a measurable benefit, except someone who like yeah. to, you know, to tinkle with uh, with with uh, dependencies. Other story. What are the killer features of Jakarta EE eight? I think the major um, um, uh, killer feature is this namespace, right? Big Bang namespacing, so we get a simplification. Okay, so Jakarta EE nine. Uh, sorry, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> yep. Eight we have already, yeah. right? Nine. Yep. Yeah. So getting back to that, so Jakarta EE nine, the big thing is the namespace change. Now, mm -hmm. one of the things that we are doing, there is a new project out in Eclipse. It's called the Eclipse Transformer. It's not very, <laughs> um, you know innovative there as far as the name but this project can help runtimes and customers move from java x to the jakarta namespace mm -hmm. so as an example i know we're using it for open liberty and i think uh, tommy tribe is planning to use it 
And what we are doing is we we need, you know, Liberty, WebSphere, we need to support the old namespace as yeah. well as the new namespace. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, you know, and between Jakarta E8 and Jakarta E9, for 95% of the code, it's going to be exactly the same, just mm -hmm. a different namespace. Mm -hmm. So we're using the transformer to allow us to use the same code base mm -hmm. to support both Java X and Jakarta. So we're mm -hmm. doing this as part of our build process mm -hmm. so that we can have our J Java X binaries and then a transformer will give us our Jakarta binaries. And okay. that's what we're doing for Open Liberty. And I know Tommy Tribe is doing the same thing. So is it uh, now, transforming at runtime or is it transforming at, during the build process? The, the way that we're using it right now is at uh, build time for our application server. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now it could also be used for applications, mm -hmm. which we have done as well. So like we took, you know, the platform TCK, you're mm -hmm. kind of familiar with that Java EE platform TCK or Jakarta EE and 40 some thousand tests. This we is test, test compatibility bucket. kit, right? TCK test compatibility kit. Yes. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Yep. And so we took that whole bucket and ran the transformer against it so that we would, you know, we have a platform TCK team mm -hmm. that is very active trying to get that whole platform TCK migrated over to the Jakarta mm -hmm. namespace. Mm -hmm. But what we did from an open liberty perspective is we first took the existing one, ran the transformer against it so that we would have a version of the TCK that we could start experimenting with early before the updated version came from the um, Jakarta EE team. Okay. Is the transformer a Maven plugin? What is it? What is, it? is it uh, like API, which can use? And... Yeah. Right now, it's... Uh, it's a standalone tool, and I and there's a Maven plugin. I think there's a Gradle plugin okay. as well, um, and so you could use it for your applications as well. That that's the idea. Um, you know, when I mentioned the TCK updates, and we're using it for our functional testing, uh, mm -hmm. we use that to do the transformer. So customers could also take their applications that are currently dependent on Java X mm -hmm. and use the transformer to get it over to Jakarta. It basically so, ch changes the imports, right? In and packages. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because I don't want everybody to be concerned that with Java EE, that the only way they're going to be able to take advantage of the new namespace, or I should have said Java X. Mm -hmm. So if you have applications that are using Java X and you want to move to Jakarta EE 9, you don't have to go through and make all of your coding changes in order for the new Jakarta namespace. Mm -hmm. There will be tools available to help you do that. Um, we're also talking with the IDE teams, mm -hmm. you know, trying to get them more involved so that they could help with the migration of source. So if you're doing these binary conversions and it's working for you, but then you want to start to take advantage of some of the new features, either in Java or Jakarta EE, then you'd probably want to update your source code kind of quickly. So those type of IDE updates to support the Jakarta namespace, we're talking yeah. with them to try to get them. Yeah, IDE up. could be or are actually very important because what I can imagine if you have unit tests, you will have to transform the unit tests as well. Yes. But you will have, yep. you know, to maintain the unit test as well. So this is a little bit of a problem. So uh, I think in larger project, the uh, source code transformation is uh, more important because, uh, you know, if the external software providers build, build their stuff, they would like to have the new source code and new branch tested and, you know, give it to clients. And for legacy, some legacy or yep. smaller projects, the bytecode transformation could be interesting. Cool. So do we have Eclipse Transformer? I was not aware of it. Uh, but this, who contributed to it? You know it? Who started? Steve Milich from Payara or who was the initiator? No, it came from IBM. From IBM. Okay. From, yep. from, from Alpha, um, Alphaworks, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know um, do you know BJ Hargrave? No. You haven't talked with BJ? Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's been very active like in the OSGI ah, okay. environment. Mm -hmm. And... Um, he was learning more about this Jakarta namespace change, and he said, oh, I think we could do something here, you know, to make this a little bit easier. And so he started to play with it, and we started to experiment with it with Open Liberty, 
and was looking pretty good. And so then we, well, BJ and his team proposed it as a project hey, at cool. Eclipse. Because so, uh, I yeah. remember that uh, Steve Millage mentioned that he have also something working uh, in the early days that he could transform, you know, uh, the stuff uh, from Payara. So I thought uh, he contributed the transformer, but nice. Um, yeah. So this is one of the, I mean, it was always clear that the major feature would be the namespace change or... Yeah. Yeah. And so, the transformer. And uh, for me, it is really a feature because um, it's just like, you know, uh, clean cut. So yes. even if you have, if we migrate to microservices from all the projects, you can say, okay, whatever starts with Jakarta, you know, it is the new stuff. And uh, it is it is not as bad as it sounds because uh, what I never understood is was the uh, criticism on Twitter about the namespace changes because we were compatible for 20 years or more than 20 years, yeah? Right. So, I mean, yep. this isn't, after 20 years, I think it is allowed to have a breaking change. <laughs> I mean, right? If you, if you think about this, I mean, it says we are, uh, if a project for 20 years, very successful project, I mean, Java was hugely successful. And uh, and after 20 years or even more, if you, if you, if you have one major breaking change, it's absolutely fair, I would say. Yeah, and like like you were saying, it's giving us a new beginning, yeah. a new platform to start with. Yeah, and now we can move forward with whatever changes we want to. If we if we had stuck with Java X, technically, well, okay, first of all, Oracle would not have allowed us to stay with Java X. Uh, Oracle we lawyers, right? There were some legal. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Some, you know the legal people that you yeah, like yeah, to deal yeah exactly with. yeah <laughs> um you know so if uh if we would have stayed in java x and we would have been trying to update those apis then we would constantly be having to go back to oracle to make sure that what we're doing is all consistent and okay with that you know the old java x namespace the old java x apis so by forcing this issue, it's pro it's better for us. It's giving us a new start, a new platform, and now we can move forward in whatever direction we need to as a community uh, with this Jakarta namespace. Yeah, and uh, in um, and because the compatibility is already broken, I mean, without the transformer, it is broken because the namespace will be different. Uh, we can also clean up some stuff later, not in Jakarta nine, so Jakarta ten. So well. We are cleaning up some stuff with Jakarta E9. That's mm -hmm. a that's another piece. Mm -hmm. There were four APIs that were kind of deemed we call them stable APIs in Jakarta E8, mm -hmm. and it was uh, Jax RPC, Jax R, uh, the deployment API, and the management API. Mm -hmm. And so for Jakarta E9, all four of those are gone. Okay. They're just they no longer exist. So mm -hmm. they're not being moved over to the Jakarta namespace. Yeah, from, my, if, from my perspective, SOAP is also very stable. <laughs> it is. Um, so what we did with that one, so you 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 know this, but for the rest of the people on the call, there were several technologies that years ago were part of J2EE. Mm -hmm. Then they kind of moved into Java SE because mm -hmm. they're supposed to be ubiquitous and everybody mm -hmm. was going to be using them. And then it got to the point when you know, with OpenJDK and moving forward with their faster releases, the Java SE team said, ah, these things don't belong here anymore, so we're going to drop them. Mm -hmm. So um, SOAP was one. Uh, anything related to web services, mm -hmm. uh, um, the XML web services, JAXB, um, activation, mm -hmm. all of those were dropped from Java SE, mm -hmm. and we picked them up mm -hmm. for Jakarta. Mm -hmm. But... Just so that we don't have, we don't lower or we don't raise the bar for new implementers. Um, those XML related um, or XML web service related technologies, they are being listed as optional. Mm -hmm. So there's enough usage that they needed to be moved or, over, but yeah. they're not a required implementation. Very good. Th yep. I was not aware so of. I proposed now it several covered... several times at the mailing list, and I got lots of heat. No, uh, soap is uh, is this absolutely mandatory stuff. So I was really amazed. So how passionate people were uh, about soap. I know that soap is yes. still used, but uh, in in my opinions, 
I, I never saw no greenfield microservice project with soap anymore. No, I, I mean <laughs> no, this is I, what I'm. No this is we, we are moving forward. So no one will force you know someone with uh, Jakarta E9 to use soap. I mean, exactly, perfect. So yep. this this is actually great news, and um, I mean. Then there is a lot, right? So we get a clean namespace. We get uh, the transformer not as a part, but as a feature. And uh, everything XML-related becomes optional. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, by the way, uh, do you remember? Uh, 2000, around 2006, there was a huge discussion in Java community that Java will die because Scala has built-in support for XML. Yep. And there was yeah, no, uh, a <laughs> huge pressure on Sun. Why they don't, you know, provide XML, native XML support in Java? I also never understood this. Why you need XML support? They, they had something like XML builders or something. Scala, I forgot about that. And I'm really curious right now um, if someone uses you no know, Scala, whether they really have or, or really, you know, using these XML features as well. So this, yeah, was, yeah, this I, was crazy I times. I don't know. <laughs> this was crazy, yep. crazy requirements back then. But this I really remember because, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, last question um, from, from my perspective. So one of the topics is the um, microservice, yes or no. What I see myself is more and more, as more and more, I never was uh, always pro microservices, but there, there's a trend, you know, to, to, to have a monolith again and uh, and uh, which is a very good thing and uh, people recognize also that Java is actually fairly small so you know the whole discussion about bloated or not bloated I think it, it is no more as I don't see a lot of stuff like this and uh, do you see something a trend among your clients or customers that they also you know that the microservice is becoming larger they still call them microservice but they are no more dead micro um, yeah, the, the other thing though, that, that we kind of found, I mean, when we were, we, IBM, yeah. when we talked to our customers from way back when, even when microservices, you know, was the hottest topic, we talked with them and said, okay, that doesn't mean that you have to change all of your monoliths. Yeah. I mean, there still is a time and place for the monoliths. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to move to that new environment, but it mm -hmm. does it kind of depends on the application, the environment. You know, are you still on-premise versus the cloud? Um, you know, different factors that come into play um, for the different, you know, application architectures. So it really, it doesn't surprise me that the microservices movement has slowed down. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Um, at the now, beginning, it was absolutely crazy. What I remember at the beginning of Microsoft, oh, yeah. there were discussion how 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 uh, many lines of code a microservice can have. There was an, uh, 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 yeah. this was this was crazy. So there's like like the Unix pipeline, the pipe, you know, the Unix pipes. Okay, yep, uh, this will never fly because uh, uh, we had uh, probably the um, the uh, experience from the Corba days where. Uh, everyone try you know to distribute methods around the network and it's also to fine grained because at one point of time you will ne not know you know what's out there it's really hard to keep everything you know consistent and i mean not consistent from the consistency perspective rather than from the from the uh how to call it um from the uh business perspective to know you know how 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 the microservices communicate with each other and if you have everything in one bucket it is uh, easier you know, to debug to to find out what this thing actually is doing, and um, and the same mess was with uh, JMS. And this was uh, actually what I remember. It was around two thousand and three. JMS was a thing, and IBM, the German IBM guys, were really you know evil <laughs> because what they did is <laughs> they they tried to push JMS, and uh, architects like that. But the problem is, if you have a you no know, synchronous architecture and you introduce JMS everywhere. This is a, really a mess because you're sending a message. You have to wait for the response, and nothing was uh, typed anymore because uh, there were lots of uh, uh, casting and class class exceptions. And this was a project was really hard to maintain. Was, and the microservice was very similar to the architecture. Then the same happened with SOAP and asynchronous messages. And then you, if you try to send via SOAP, asynchronous messages was really hard to maintain. And then microservices came up. It was actually the same stuff with REST. First, without mm -hmm. messages and then with messages, but I mean, the, you have the same problems. Everything is a little bit easier, a little bit, but uh, the same challenges. So, um, and um, 
Uh, you mentioned cloud, and I also see in clouds, even in, in particular in clouds, if you have many microservices, then the next question is, you know, do we need your Istio or whatever? But if you have uh, uh, larger microservices, then this is easier. So if you have five microservices, you probably for your application, you don't need an Istio, you know? So you could use Istio for different purposes, you SSL certificate distribution, whatever. So for good stuff, but not necessarily for traffic management if you have not too many microservices. Yep. So, um, yeah, so this is what uh, I think. So in the next year, what we'll see, probably, you know, added push towards Jakarta E because uh, it is a really added value. You have a small runtime, let's call it not a server runtime, which provides you all the APIs and you can build a larger microservice with it or a really thin monolith and uh, then you are what? done. And then you can decide, you know, whether you would like to split them apart or not. So I think this... It's an interesting time because uh, so many projects are burned by the microservices. In one project, uh, favorite story, 100 microservices, five developers, and they ask me, you know, how to start them. It's like, why you build so many? They say, okay, because we are building microservices, so we have to have uh, as, 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 as many as possible. And uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, just observation. I just wanted to ask you, yep. uh, what's what's your observation here? Mm -hmm. Are you a little bit involved with MicroProfile as well? Um, yes. Um, and small rye more, a bit? Well, we're getting more involved with small rye. Mm -hmm. I mean, small rye is becoming like the the common implementation repository for microprofile. It always um, was, right? For me, it's like a polyfill. Well, it, it was, but it was really, maybe I'm going to step on someone's toes here, but it was really Red Hat's implementation. Okay. 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 Um, there wasn't as much um camaraderie among the other participants okay. and okay. now it's becoming that okay so there's more people involved with small right now mm -hmm. so it's not just a red hat initiative so mm -hmm. I, I i think that's better um to to have a common implementation that you know you can kind of feed off of and yeah now so not everybody is using the contents of small right but at least it's a proving ground so that we can prove that the specifications can be implemented Mm -hmm. And we can get them out for use. This is a funny. Uh, you mentioned Smora is from Red Hat because uh, Whitefly was not really microprofile compatible for a long time. And what I always did, I picked you know Smora uh, to patch uh, Whitefly to get the microprofile goodness inside Whitefly. Okay. And my clients ask me, you know, yeah, but what is the Smora? Who built the Smora? It's a little bit dangerous. Not to build Red Hat. They say why they 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 built Smora and the Whitefly does not support microprofiles. Like I have no idea why, but this is like it is. You know, there's even the same developers, and uh, so yeah. then I was allowed to patch Whitefly with uh, Smora, which was funny. It always worked, of course. We we picked metrics, and at the beginning, it was two years ago or one year ago. So a uh, funny story. But um, Smora can do more than microprofile. For instance, it comes with uh, this reactive messaging. Right. Yeah, right. and but this is not an official part of microprofile, right? Not yet. Not and, yet. And you know it, what what happens there? Because it's one of the common questions: when it becomes a part of the microprofile, I can use it right now, but somehow unofficially, you know. Well, no, officially you can because yeah. there is a separate specification. Yeah. For reactive. Yeah. We just have not merged it in with the microprofile platform yet, and. That was a conscious decision that we decided that, okay, we had this base of microprofile mm -hmm. and it had, you know, a certain content for it. And then these new specifications were coming up and it's like, okay, how do we decide when it's time that they're part of the platform? Exactly. And so what we kind of determined is it needs to, I don't know if establish is the right term, but to kind of, you know, let's prove it a little bit. So let's mm -hmm. get it out into the environment. Mm -hmm. um, let people experiment with it, get feedback and try to see if there's an interest in making it part of the platform. Mm -hmm. So that's the state that that is in. Um, you mentioned GraphQL earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're in the same boat. Yeah. So it's a separate specification of microprofile. And as we get feedback and interest, and if there's enough interest, then maybe that would become part of the platform. Yeah, and, and so, GraphQL, GraphQL, that's the idea. Yeah. And GraphQL is a, a typical microprofile stuff, I would say, because it's also an external specification which started outside Java, right? So the whole idea came from JavaScript. And, and now if it changes, you will have to adapt to it, you know, and it, is, uh, and it will affect the release cycle of microprofile, not Jakarta E. So it's 
another story which yep. innovation you know how is innovation happens elsewhere right so this is yep <laughs> yep very good so um missing one point of time we get the uh the the let's say kafka integration this is what people are interested in and pulsar integration into micro profile and one stabilization could be if it is implemented by more than three runtimes or two runtimes then it could become part of micro profile right because it right. has to be stable by nature because if you have three vendors agreed to use that it cannot change too too much i would say this could be an indicator right. otherwise you will and you know the plans when it could become you know a part of micro profile i no i don't i okay. i'm i know our big push right now is just to get to micro profile 4.0 okay because we want to move to the jakarta ee mm -hmm. um and so that that's the big push there and then i don't know i don't know the exact plans but maybe reactive would be looking okay. at coming in after that. So the micro profile for zero will uh, be will use Jakarta E9 with the new namespace, right? Um, no, this is just to get to Jakarta E8. Oh, okay. Just so that we would be pulling in the open source from Jakarta. Okay. Um, so now, um, depending on when we get Jakarta E9 available mm -hmm. and the timing of the micro profile releases, you know, then then we have to figure out okay, when do we move to the Jakarta namespace? Okay. But and I would one once we make the move to Jakarta then to the Jakarta EE, then moving to the Jakarta namespace should come relatively easy. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Do you have any other topics you would like to discuss with me or No, other than I'm wondering what the building is behind you. This is the airport Munich. But my clients uh, or or my clients, our listeners won't see this because it's the audio only. Oh, but this is usually okay. on the other side of the building. You see behind the other building is actually a hotel, is the Hilton, and this is not on the screen. And uh, on the left side would be the uh, conference center where the usual air hacks take place. Right now, because of the you know pandemic, no more. This is online. But uh, in one point in time, uh, we can restart it because it's always a nice experience. So we okay. had uh, attendees from all over the world. I tried to do it German only first. But it never was the case. So I always get yeah. attendees. And the last time from from we got from Africa, he traveled, I don't know, twenty four hours by airplane, crazy stuff. Just to see you know Java E and Microprofile. This is the crazy stuff. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Um, but no, I don't have anything else. Good questions. Perfect. Now I just you know want to to, to to sync up with you because um, it's really hard via e email. I had a conversation already with, yes. I think, John. If, if via email, you cannot just ask such questions because usually, you know, you can you can frame it in a little bit strange and other people get angry or whatever. And, and, and if you see someone face-to-face, -face, you can ask whatever you like because, uh, yeah, you can adapt, you know, to the reaction. <laughs> yep, yep. So then, thank you. I would like to invite you back in a few months. Jakarta in nine time frame or whatever, just you know, to discuss the progress. And uh, there is, I can tell you, huge, dis, uh, huge uh, interest from my clients, both Jakarta and MicroProfile. And my clients don't take it too seriously. So the first, they they say, you know, what is MicroProfile? And if you explain what it is, everything, everyone is fine with the separation, and this is clear Good. because it's logical. Good. You know, Jakarta, yep. Java stuff, MicroProfile, the cloud stuff, and perfect. Okay. So Good thank enough. you. Good to know. Okay, nice talking to you. Bye. Bye-bye.